Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Bonjour et bienvenue à Coffee Break French. Welcome back once again to Coffee Break French. In lesson 76, we will be continuing to follow the conversation between Christina, David, Jean-Jacques and Sophie. And we'll be covering a particular aspect of French culture and language, and that's the use of tu and vous. And in particular, that moment when you decide to start using tu with someone rather than vous, so when you become more familiar with someone. We'll also be introducing you to the conditional tense, another tense that we've not yet covered. We hope that you enjoy this lesson of Coffee Break French. So, as usual, let's have a listen to the conversation and then we'll go back through it and talk about the language used. Just to remind you, Jean-Jacques is French, his wife Sophie is Scottish, but she's been living in France for 10 years. And they've met Christina and David, both of whom speak some French, although David's probably a little more confident than Christina, and David's quick to let Christina know that. Have a listen to today's episode. Alors, c'est bien le vin blanc de la maison, n'est-ce pas? Oui, merci. Voilà. Et une bière pour monsieur? Voilà. Et l'autre bière pour votre ami? Alors, vous êtes prêts pour passer la commande Oui, euh, alors je pense qu'on va commencer avec euh, le pistou. Pour tout le monde Oui, et ensuite, euh, alors moi, je voudrais la bouillabaisse. C'est la soupe de poisson Oui, Christina, c'est bien ça. Moi, je prends la bouillabaisse aussi. Et vous, Sophie, que voudriez-vous Je voudrais bien la tourte aux anchois, s'il vous plaît. Ah, si vous voulez quelque chose de vraiment typique de la région, David, une tourte aux anchois serait parfaite. Ça vous plairait C'est quoi déjà les anchois I think it's anchovies. C'est bien ça, Sophie Oui, c'est cela. Alors, euh, si vous pensez que je vais aimer la tourte aux anchois, alors c'est ce que je vais prendre. Parfait, je m'en occupe. Merci. Merci. Une question, Jean-Jacques. Est-ce que vous jouez au golf Euh, oui, tout à fait. J'adore le golf, surtout ici sur la côte d'Azur. Il y a plein de golf. Mais écoutez, on se tutoie. Désolé, j'ai pas compris. On se quoi? Tutoyer. It means to call each other tu rather than vous. On se connaît un peu mieux maintenant, n'est-ce pas? Et vous savez, on fait un peu moins de manières ici dans le sud. Oui, euh, bien que je sois souvent en France, j'ai toujours du mal à savoir. Quand c'est le bon moment de commencer à tutoyer les gens Tu n'es pas le seul, David. Ça fait dix ans que j'habite en France et j'ai toujours du mal avec le tutoiement ou le vouvoiement, moi aussi. C'est pour ça qu'il est plus facile de se tutoyer. 
Bon, peut-être que tu pourrais me conseiller un bon terrain de golf dans le coin. Euh, je veux bien et on pourrait même jouer ensemble. Tu aimes le golf, Christina Il faut dire que je suis d'accord avec Winston Churchill en ce qui concerne le golf. <rire> Churchill a dit que le golf, en fait, c'est une promenade de perdu. Mais pour qui il se pense, Churchill Entièrement d'accord, David. So the first thing that happens in this part of the conversation is the waiter arrives with the drinks and he begins by verifying or by checking that Sophie did indeed order the house white wine. He says, c'est bien le vin blanc de la maison, n'est-ce pas? So there's two words in there that he's using to check. First of all, this use of the word bien, c'est bien le vin blanc de la maison. And then he adds, n'est-ce pas? at the end. And we've come across nespa before. It means, isn't it? So it is the house white wine, isn't it? And it is indeed. Listen to the rest of this first part of the conversation. Alors, c'est bien le vin blanc de la maison, n'est-ce pas? Oui, merci. Voilà. Et une bière pour monsieur. Voilà. Et l'autre bière pour votre ami. Alors, vous êtes prêts pour passer la commande? Now he says, vous êtes prêt, are you ready, pour passer la commande. Now, passer la commande means to order. Passer la commande, literally, to pass the order. Are you ready to pass the order? Are you ready to order? Alors, vous êtes prêt pour passer la commande? So, Jean-Jacques decides to order a starter for everyone after their discussion in the last part of the conversation. He says... Alors, je pense qu'on va commencer, I think that we are going to begin, with the pistou, avec le pistou. And then the others order their different main courses based on what they've already discussed. Oui, euh, alors je pense qu'on va commencer avec euh, le pistou. Pour tout le monde Oui, et ensuite, euh, alors moi je voudrais la bouillabaisse. C'est la soupe de poisson Oui, Christina, c'est bien ça. Moi, je prends la bouillabaisse aussi. Et vous, Sophie, que voudriez-vous Je voudrais bien la tourte aux anchois, s'il vous plaît. So Jean-Jacques having the bouillabaisse. He says, je voudrais la bouillabaisse. I would like the bouillabaisse. Um, Christina checks that that's the soupe de poisson, the fish soup. And then David asks Sophie, que voudriez-vous Now, if je voudrais means I would like, vous voudriez is you would like in the vous form. And Sophie says, je voudrais bien la tourte aux anchois. Uh, anchois are anchovies. So, une tourte aux anchois is like a tart, a sort of quiche, an anchovy quiche, but it's normally served hot. Je voudrais bien la tourte aux anchois. Je voudrais bien la tourte aux anchois, s'il vous plaît. Ah, si vous voulez quelque chose de vraiment typique de la région, David, une tourte aux anchois serait parfaite. Ça vous plairait. So there's quite a lot here in what Jean-Jacques says. Si vous voulez quelque chose de vraiment typique de la région, David, if you want something really typical of the region, now notice that is quelque chose de vraiment typique. When you say something plus an adjective in French, You have to put the de in there. So, quelque chose de typique, something typical. Quelque chose d'intéressant, 
something interesting, quelque chose de bleu, something blue. There's always a de in there, quelque chose de plus an adjective. So si vous voulez quelque chose de vraiment typique de la région, une tourte aux anchois serait parfaite. So a tourte aux anchois serait parfaite, would be perfect. Une tourte aux anchois serait parfaite. It would be perfect. And it's parfaite because we're talking about une tourte. And then he also adds, ça vous plairait. That would please you. Now you've heard the phrase, the expression, s'il te plaît, or s'il vous plaît, if it pleases you. So, ça vous plairait, that to you would please. Really just means you would like it. And then Christina just double checks what les anchois are. C'est quoi déjà les anchois? C'est quoi déjà les anchois? I think it's anchovies. C'est bien ça, Sophie? Oui, c'est cela. It's quite an interesting construction that Christina uses there. C'est quoi déjà? Or qu'est-ce que c'est déjà? Déjà literally means already. And in some parts of the English-speaking world, you could say, what is anchois already? In the UK, we're more likely to say, what's anchois again? It's really like saying, can you remind me what anchois is? Another example of this could be, tu t'appelles comment déjà? What's your name? Or, what's your name again? It's really as if you're saying, I've forgotten what your name is, can you remind me? Tu t'appelles comment déjà? Or in this case, c'est quoi déjà les anchois? So David then says that if you think I'm going to like la tourte aux anchois, that's what I'm going to take. Alors, euh, si vous pensez que je vais aimer la tourte aux anchois, alors c'est ce que je vais prendre. Parfait, je m'en occupe. Merci. Merci. So, c'est ce que je vais prendre. It's that which I'm going to take. That's what I'm going to take. C'est ce que je vais prendre. So, the waiter goes off to get the food ready. And then David asks Jean-Jacques a question. Une question, Jean-Jacques. Une question, Jean-Jacques. Est-ce que vous jouez au golf? So, he asks, do you play golf? Now, in Jean-Jacques's answer, he uses, il y a plein de. That means there's lots of, or there's loads of. Listen to his whole answer. Euh, oui, tout à fait. J'adore le golf, surtout ici sur la côte d'Azur. Il y a plein de golf. So he says, il y a plein de golf. There are lots of golf courses. You could say terrain de golf, a golf course literally, but it's quite often shortened to un golf. So he loves golf, especially, surtout ici, here on the Côte d'Azur, on the Riviera. And then he goes on to say something very interesting indeed. It's got to that stage in the relationship where Jean-Jacques feels that they can use the tu form with each other. Mais écoutez, euh, on se tutoie. Désolé, j'ai pas compris. On se... quoi? Tutoyer. It means to call each other tu rather than vous. So to explain this French concept, the French have a verb for it. The verb is tutoyer. Tutoyer literally means to use the tu form, or to call each other tu rather than vous. So up until this point, David and Christina have been using the vous form with Sophie and Jean-Jacques. 
And that's because they don't know each other at all when they first meet. And even as they continue to talk and having dinner together, they're still using the vous form, and that's perfectly normal in French. However, as the evening goes on and they become more comfortable with each other and get to know each other a little better, then the natural thing is to start using tu. In French, sometimes when you know someone a little better, it feels a little awkward to still use vous with them. And this definitely varies from area to area and very much from generation to generation. But when that stage arrives, then it's quite often the case that rather than wondering whether you should use vous or tu, you can just say on se tutoie. Shall we use the tu form? Literally, will we tutoie each other? So the se is almost like a reflexive se and it means each other here. So on se tutoie. Will we tutoyer each other? And indeed, Jean-Jacques actually gives the full justification for this. Have a listen. On se connaît un peu mieux maintenant, n'est-ce pas? Et vous savez, on fait un peu moins de manière ici, dans le sud. Have a listen again. He says, on se connaît un peu mieux maintenant. We know each other. Again, the use of this se as each other. On se connaît, we know each other, un peu mieux maintenant. A little better. Don't we, n'est-ce pas? On se connaît un peu mieux maintenant, n'est-ce pas? Et vous savez, on fait un peu moins de manière ici, dans le sud. He then says, Vous savez, on fait un peu moins de manière ici, dans le sud. Literally, we make a little less of manière. Um, this is kind of like saying we put on fewer airs and graces. We're a little less formal here in the south, dans le sud. So, as I said, the whole issue of when to start using tu with someone does change depending on where you are in France and indeed on who you're talking to because each family, each generation has a different rule, if you like. If this all sounds very complicated, I would suggest there's two things that you need to keep in mind. One, you're not a native speaker, so people will understand if you use the vous form or the tu form when you shouldn't. And secondly, it might be better waiting to be asked by the native speaker. And that way you're safe, you'll know that it's the right time. The whole issue of tutoiement and vouvoiement is certainly very difficult for a foreigner, for a, a non-native speaker to understand. But I think it's one of the really interesting things about French because it shows so much more about what's going on underneath the language. For example, I was over in Strasbourg uh, last week and we were having dinner with some people that we knew a little bit um, we didn't know them particularly well but we, we certainly had met them before and worked with them previously and there came a time where people started calling each other tu and it was just natural it just happened naturally even without a on se tutoie however there was one person in the group who was a good bit younger than the rest of us and he found it particularly difficult to use tu with me because there's this idea of respect. So you respect your elders, therefore you use vous. And I just find that really interesting. But as a learner, it probably is better to wait until you're asked before you start tutoying people. OK, we're going to take a short break there and we'll be back in just a moment.
When you're not listening to Coffee Break French, there are still opportunities for you to keep up your French practice on social media. Just search for Coffee Break French on Facebook, where we post regular language and cultural content. We're Learn French on Twitter, and you can come behind the scenes with the Coffee Break team on Instagram, where we're Coffee Break Languages. It's our mission to help you turn your downtime into your do time. Okay, let's get on with the lesson. Now, getting back to the conversation, David says that although he is often in France, he still finds it difficult knowing when it's the right time to begin to tutoyer people. Listen to how he says this. Oui, euh, bien que je sois souvent en France, j'ai toujours du mal à savoir quand c'est le bon moment de commencer à tutoyer les gens. Now, avoir du mal à faire quelque chose means to find it difficult to do something. Literally, to have some badness to do something. J'ai toujours du mal à savoir quand c'est le bon moment. I've always got some difficulty. I find it difficult knowing when the right time is. Quand c'est le bon moment to start tutoying people, de commencer à tutoyer les gens. And Sophie says that he's not alone. She explains why. Tu n'es pas le seul, David. Ça fait dix ans que j'habite en France et j'ai toujours du mal avec le tutoiement ou le vouvoiement, moi aussi. C'est pour ça qu'il est plus facile de se tutoyer. So, Sophie's been in France ten years. Ça fait dix ans que j'habite en France. I've lived in, in France for ten years. Et j'ai toujours du mal avec le tutoiement ou le vouvoiement. And I'm still finding difficulty. I still have difficulty with the tutoiement or the vouvoiement. And Jean-Jacques says that's exactly the reason why it's easier to tutoyer each other. C'est pour ça qu'il est plus facile de se tutoyer. C'est pour ça qu'il est plus facile de se tutoyer. So, using the tu form very deliberately here, David says, perhaps you could advise me or you could suggest to me a good golf course in the area. Bon, peut-être que tu pourrais me conseiller un bon terrain de golf dans le coin. Euh, je veux bien et on pourrait même jouer ensemble. So Jean-Jacques agrees to suggesting a golf course and he says, on pourrait même jouer ensemble. We could even play together. Et pourrait is another example of the conditional. On pourrait même jouer ensemble. We could or we would be able to even play together. We could even play together. On pourrait même jouer ensemble. So, Sophie then asks Christina a question. Tu aimes le golf, Christina? Il faut dire que je suis d'accord avec Winston Churchill en ce qui concerne le golf. So, Christina agrees with Winston Churchill as far as golf is concerned. Il faut dire, I have to say, or it's necessary to say, we wouldn't really say that, I have to say that I am in agreement with Je suis d'accord avec. So, être d'accord avec quelqu'un means to be in agreement with someone, to agree with someone. So, Christina's agreeing with Winston Churchill as far as golf is concerned, because, of course, as David points out, Churchill said, in fact, that golf is a wasted walk, or something to that effect. 
il faut dire que je suis d'accord avec Winston Churchill en ce qui concerne le golf. <rire> Churchill a dit que le golf, en fait, c'est une promenade de perdus. But as keen golfers, David and Jean-Jacques don't necessarily agree with Christina's or indeed Winston Churchill's ideas. David says, mais pour qui il se prend, ce Churchill? That means, who does he think he is? And of course, Jean-Jacques is entièrement d'accord, entirely in agreement. Mais pour qui il se prend, ce Churchill? Entièrement d'accord, David. Okay, now there's been lots and lots of interesting language points and indeed cultural points in this conversation. Let's listen to the whole thing again and then we're going to take a quick look at the conditional tense. Alors, c'est bien le vin blanc de la maison, n'est-ce pas? Oui, merci. Voilà. Et une bière pour monsieur? Voilà. Et l'autre bière pour votre ami? Alors, vous êtes prêt pour passer la commande Oui, euh, alors je pense qu'on va commencer avec euh, le pistou. Pour tout le monde Oui, et ensuite, euh, alors moi, je voudrais la bouillabaisse. C'est la soupe de poisson Oui, Christina, c'est bien ça. Moi, je prends la bouillabaisse aussi. Et vous, Sophie, que voudriez-vous Je voudrais bien la tourte aux anchois, s'il vous plaît. Ah, si vous voulez quelque chose de vraiment typique de la région, David, une tourte aux anchois serait parfaite. Ça vous plairait C'est quoi déjà les anchois I think it's anchovies. C'est bien ça, Sophie Oui, c'est cela. Alors, euh, si vous pensez que je vais aimer la tourte aux anchois, alors c'est ce que je vais prendre. Parfait, je m'en occupe. Merci. Merci. Une question, Jean-Jacques. Est-ce que vous jouez au golf euh, oui, tout à fait. J'adore le golf, surtout ici sur la Côte d'Azur. Il y a plein de golf, mais écoutez, on se tutoie. Désolé, j'ai pas compris. On se... quoi Tutoyer. It means to call each other tu, rather than vous. On se connaît un peu mieux maintenant, n'est-ce pas Et vous savez, on fait un peu moins de manière ici, dans le sud. Oui, euh, bien que je sois souvent en France, j'ai toujours du mal à savoir... Quand c'est le bon moment de commencer à tutoyer les gens Tu n'es pas le seul, David. Ça fait dix ans que j'habite en France et j'ai toujours du mal avec le tutoiement ou le vouvoiement, moi aussi. C'est pour ça qu'il est plus facile de se tutoyer. Bon, peut-être que tu pourrais me conseiller un bon terrain de golf dans le coin. Euh, je veux bien et on pourrait même jouer ensemble. Tu aimes le golf, Christina Il faut dire que je suis d'accord avec Winston Churchill en ce qui concerne le golf. <rire> Churchill a dit que le golf, en fait, c'est une promenade de perdus. Mais pour qui il se prend, ce Churchill Entièrement d'accord, David. So, hopefully that time you understood much more. Don't forget that you can listen to this as many times as you like to get the full flavor of what this conversation is about. Now, over the past few lessons, we've come across some examples of the conditional tense. It's sometimes called the conditional mood rather than tense. But to be honest, the distinction between a mood and a tense is complicated and sometimes controversial. So I think we'll just think of this as another tense for the time being. It's translated by the word would in English. For example, I would speak, he would like, it would be, and so on. Now the conditional is formed by adding a set of endings to the future stem of a verb. Now, in most cases, the future stem is the same as the infinitive. 
So to form the conditional of the verb parler, we begin with the future stem, which is parler, the same as the infinitive. And we then add the following endings to the stem. EIS for the je form. EIS for the tu form. EIT for the il, elle, on form. IONS for the nous form. IEZ for the vous form. And AIENT for the il or elle plural. Now, you might be thinking that these sound a little familiar, and that is because they're identical to the endings of the imperfect tense. The difference here is that they're being added to the future stem, not the normal stem of the verb. So let's take parler and have a think about the whole conjugation. So, je parlerai, tu parlerais, il, elle, on parlerait, nous parlerions, vous parleriez, and il or elle, plural, parlerait. So this would be translated as I would speak, you would speak, he, she would speak, and so on. Now one of the good things about the conditional is that it's very regular. It's always the same endings regardless of the conjugation. So if, for example, you're looking at the verb vendre, then it becomes je vendrai. You just take off the e in that case. Je vendrai, tu vendrais, il vendrait, nous vendrions, vous vendriez, il vendrait. And if you were looking at finir, je finirai, tu finirais, il finirait, and so on. So the endings are the same. However, there are some verbs which have irregular future stems. Now, the most common of these are listed in this week's lesson guide, and we'll be going through them in more detail in the extra podcast for this lesson. And that's where we're going to leave it today for this edition of Coffee Break French. Thanks for joining us, and we hope it's been useful. You can join the Coffee Break French community on Facebook at facebook.com slash coffeebreakfrench, And we're at Learn French on Twitter. Merci beaucoup et à bientôt. This is a production of the Radiolingua Network. Find out more at radiolingua.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.